0: Please press the follow or subscribe button. It will support spreading the partnership message far and wide. It helps more than you know. Welcome to the first partnership podcast. My name is David Moss and I'll be hosting a number of conversations with the people who work and live across the organisations who are really setting out to, to support the well-being and health of the people who live in North Somerset. I've worked in the NHS for 20 years in acute hospitals, primary care, contracting, commissioning and most recently led a really interesting piece of work uh, which we called the discovery phase of looking at place-based integration. Not very catchy but really how organisations around the world and in the UK have gone about joining up their services to work around people. Supporting them to be at home in their community and not asking them to work between organisations. I'm currently working in a role as Delivery Director for the Woodscreen Locality Partnership, who serve 130,000 people with a primary aim of keeping them well and healthy. The partnership really recognises the ability to stay healthy is also dependent on a range of things including social connections employment housing and education we're moving away from the model of nhsc problem nhs fix problem and really starting to think about the prevention and bringing services out to individuals in a way that makes sense to them the two partnerships woodspring and western and and villages or one western both have both the voluntary sector general practice the council or local authority which includes social care community services run by serona mental health services run by avon wiltshire partnership and health watch who all come together regularly now alongside people with lived experience uh, and their support network and carers this makes for a really powerful group of people that can look at problems and understand through looking at population health information, listening to our population through the existing channels of so many surveys and and so much understanding to really start to define problems that they can collectively solve. I hope through my experiences of the NHS and my experiences in this delivery director role, I can ask the right questions of the staff leading and working within the sectors across the partnership to help the listener understand what this locality partnership business is all about. This really kicks off and starts uh, with an interview with Dr. Sarah Pepper, a GP partner by day uh, and a clinical chair of the Woodspring Locality Partnership here in North Somerset, uh, where we start to ask Sarah a little bit about the person behind the role and who she is and where she's come from, what it feels like in general practice uh, and, and what it's like to be the clinical chair trying to integrate what has been for many years a disparate group of organisations and providers to understand and row in the same direction in a way they really haven't before. It makes for a really interesting conversation that starts to lay the track for the listener to understand what this locality partnership journey is going to be like. Seeing the bridge, seeing the
1: city and just thinking, wow, what a place. And, um, And so moved over to North Sunset. Which I have to say was a bit like moving to a different country. The first bigger patch is what, our, what the actual population needed and requires from us. Shum. We need to stop thinking about health outcomes just in a medical way. But several years ago, um, it was hierarchical. GPs did think they were top of the tree. Shum. It, it's that breaking down of barriers and and, and utilising the money for the greater good of of. The
0: whole. Sure. For your job in GP, I hear of this locality partnership. What, what do you think it is going to mean to them? So, without further ado, I am David Moss, and this is the Partnership Podcast, improving our collective understanding of communities, organisations, and partnership. Brought to you by staff for staff who are working to keep people well and healthy. So welcome, Sarah, Dr. Sarah Pepper. We are in your clinical. What do you call this? We
1: are in my clinical room. Yeah, my consulting room.
0: And you've kindly agreed to have a conversation about locality partnerships and uh-huh. Woodspring Lake. So I thought we'd talk a little bit about you to start with, if that's okay. Yeah, of
1: course, it is. Dave.
0: You grew up in Chester, but you ended up in Bristol. I just wondered.
1: Yeah. So my mum was a teacher. My dad was a GP, but very, very much old school local GP pillar of the community type. And then my brother, so I've got a brother and a sister, and my brother also went in to do medicine, although he's taken a different path and has done obstetric and gynaecology. But when I was looking, I kept thinking, do I want to do medicine, do I not want to do medicine? But actually every single brochure that I looked at for all the universities, I just kept flicking them open at the medical page. And then when it came to choosing the university, that was a little bit more... Basic, I just applied to Bristol because my brother didn't get in, and so so my competitive edge came through at that point. And then, so I came down to Bristol, and I really remember the drive down with my dad coming down M5 first, and M6, and then the M5, and then turning into Bristol, coming along that portway, seeing the bridge, seeing the city, and just thinking, Wow, what a place! And that was that. And luckily, I got in.
0: And that drew you eventually to uh, a safe gloss practice, I think.
1: Yeah, so I did my degree and then I was going to go into hospital medicine okay. and do a respiratory job. But in fact, at the time, it was really difficult to get jobs in oh, well. respiratory. And I was down in Dorset and I'd met my husband and he was in Bristol. And I thought, I really want a job in Bristol. I want to be with him. I had a flatmate who was working as a GP and I rang him up and he said because I'd seen an advert for practising in South Gloucestershire, Hanham Health, as it is now. Yeah. And I applied to do that. And that was there. yeah, that was great. And I was there for sixteen years I 16 think. Sixteen years. Think. Sixteen years I was yeah. there. So became little baby GP to big GP there and then about eight years ago I saw a partnership here in Backwell it was at the time. Yeah, right. Which I have to say was a bit like moving to a different country. Yeah. I was really surprised how different the medical pathways were. Mm-hmm. Having come from South Gloucestershire and really moving what was probably 12 miles. And then here we were in North Somerset and everything was different. Right. And I was thinking, gosh, that's amazing. And if that's across the whole country, there must be thousands of pathways for everything. So it was, yeah. really, it was really enlightening that.
0: And were the people? different the population needs different or is it just a different way of going about providing
1: care the populations were a bit different south Gloucestershire the practice where i was at patients want the same things from a the doctor they want to be able to see a doctor they want mm-hmm. to be able to see the same doctor they want to have a good um, relationship with their gp practice they want to be able to access extra things when they need them so the fundamentals are exactly the same the type of people and the demand of the people is slightly different. I do remember my first patient in Backwell rang up to say that they were having an allergic reaction to avocado and Shannon fruit. And I remember thinking, gosh, that is a difference from the population I've come from in Hanham to Backwell. But Backwell has got a real extreme of populations so very diverse. And then Backwell had been merged for ages with Brockway, and then about four or five years ago, we merged to become tinsfield Medical Group, and we took on Long Ashton and nailsy practice.
0: How many people do you serve across the three sites,
1: quite So thirty-three thousand across yeah. four sites. Four
0: sites.
1: Four, four sites. Three. There's yeah. two sites in nailsy there's one in Backwell, and yeah. there's one in Long Ashton. So across the four sites, it's thirty-three thousand patients. So a
0: big enterprise.
1: Yeah. yeah, and then we became we became a what's called a PCN, a primary care network. A single practice piece at the end. What does
0: a primary care network mean or
1: do? So a primary care network was the beginnings of this integrated care, the beginning of us being able to employ people within a primary care network outside of the people that, that we could employ as a practice so very unfortunately named ours roles which are additional roles that we can fund and things like um, pharmacists and physiotherapists and physicians assistants other people who can help manage the care of the population yeah
0: would it be fair to say they're propping up a diminishing workforce of GPs?
1: There's always that tie between GPs, the, the workforce, the amount of GPs, the, the the ongoing retirement of GPs, are enough people coming through. So there's definitely something needed to be done. But also a lot of the work that we were doing as general practice is GPs wasn't utilising our skills, That actually physiotherapists do much better than we do. Do you know what I mean? And so this is enabling us to do the bits that we can do very well, And we've got some amazing um, social prescribers, which are the people who can really help. Because, you know, the thing that we we know is that there are lots of things that impact on people's health. And actually being lonely, living with somebody with dementia, not being able to access where they can get care from, not knowing that if your money runs out where you can go for help. These type of things all had a massive impact on people's health. And so our social prescribers can help people to work through these type of problems that they're experiencing, to work through grief, to work through mental health illnesses, to work through, if you get a cancer diagnosis, how, how do I access help? We have these people to, to help support because that does take the pressure off the actual GP appointments.
0: 2017 and thereabouts, yeah. the practices across what we know as Woodstring, which is North Somerset, minus western supermarket effectively yep. came together in a in a locality so 130,000 population yes. uh, to work together and yes. and you were in 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 that from the beginning I think.
1: I wasn't part of the the leadership for that. I was fairly new to to being a partner so I hadn't developed many leadership skills at that point. We were we were mid-merger so there were other people doing that but they came together as a Woodspring Integrated Group. And, um, and the locality. And it, that was a real change. It was a real beginning of us looking outside of our practices and looking to collaborate with other practices and looking across across bigger patches, what, our, what the actual population needed and requires from us. Yeah. And I think that was a stepping stone to where we, where we are now, really.
0: And really that is that you're the chair of the locality partnership with the voluntary sector and the council and Serona and Healthwatch and, and the mental health provider... And I just wondered what sort of, what does it feel like to be chair? What's, what's the, what are you experiencing in, in sat in that position, working with, with quite a wide group of professionals and skills?
1: When you asked me that question, the first thing that came to mind is that it's really exciting. It's a real change of focus for health, to look at these wider determinants, to look at all these other people who can help. And there's a responsibility as chair, isn't there, to try and make this work, to try and bring these people together. This is, this is a really um, naive beginning. The organisation needs to develop, and I think my role as chair is to start to get these very different people who have always almost clashed, you know what I mean, have held on to funding, have held on to the people that work for them, have, have always been in separate silos to now to start to think how can we work together for the be- for the population of Woodspring? How can we work together well to improve health outcomes for the population? That, that that's the real importance and we need to stop thinking about health outcomes just in a medical way. Mm-hmm. All of these people add so much value to to the community and, and to health. And so my role as chair at the beginning of this organisation is to really get these people to come together to trust each other to enjoy each other's company to work together to share ideas so that we can then become something bigger and better
0: and and I've only been involved for the last six months but I've seen change in that period and Mm. I just wondered if you've felt that you've seen growth in, in that relationship piece and ability or want to work together through that period and, and before I joined?
1: I think there definitely, there definitely has been a change. As chair, one of the things we've got to do as chair is allow other people to lead on certain aspects of this. So we've decided one of the things that the Locality Partnership was given was to look at community mental health and we've got great members who are leading on that. And, and that was the beginning, bringing people together. But there's definitely been great change that the fact that we now have meetings where everybody is equal that there isn't a hierarchical process do you know what i mean i think that you know looking back several years ago it was hierarchical gps did think they were top of the tree but now everybody is top of the tree it's not that we've been demoted it's just that everybody else has come up with us yeah. and that we can can serona which is the community health people or avon mental health the voluntary sector all have an equal voice when we try and devise the plans and the thoughts of what we're going to do for the locality. Yeah. So I think there's definite, it, it's that breaking down of barriers, breaking down of the hierarchical system, and the ability for us all to try and work together. It's just really, yeah, it's been really good to see.
0: And we've started to see change and delivery together, haven't we? So yeah. even the commitment to share funds from ours funding mm-hmm. uh, collectively into mm. one offer that serves the 130,000 patients mm. rather than an organisation is a yeah. step change of behaviour, really,
1: isn't it? It is. It definitely is. I mean, that's that's come through the mental health funding. What we've agreed is that the three primary care networks that we are within Woodspring that cover the 130,000 patients have agreed to put funding that could have gone just to their organisation, they could have held on to it, we've agreed to collectively put that together to get recovery navigators to help people with mental health problems find the help that they need we are looking to employ mental health workers we're having a bit of a recruitment problem but that is something that is being felt across the whole nation not just here within Woodspring but it but there are these are collect, these are you know joint, jointly held roles between the mental health services and within primary care and so and, and utilising the money for the greater good of the whole rather than just one one aspect of it. And
0: where do you think it's all going? I mean, with, as a board and the leaders that you've referenced mm. and, and the, from the ch- chair position, got a coalition of people that are rowing in the same direction, but for your jobbing GP or your social prescriber or community connector in voluntary sector or your citizens advice, telephone handler, when they hear of this locality partnership, what... What do you think it is going to mean to them?
1: So I think to begin with, they won't really understand. I think, and I'd be honest about that, do you know what I mean? And that's why we do things like this, to try and push the message out. So I think it's very difficult. It's taken me a long time to understand what a locality partnership is and what, it's, what it might mean for the community. And I think there is a lot of hard work and to be done in order to get it to where we want it to be. But I think that fundamentally what it will be is that if somebody comes to the voluntary sector, because they have got housing issues and that is impacting on their mental health and it is causing concern for their children with asthma and they haven't quite worked out how how they're going to get funds, that that one person will listen to that story and then will be able and will know where to go to get help for that person and to put resources in without the person retelling their story to everybody, without them being the person who needs to go to the GP to talk to them about the aspect of judgment. So there'll be this linkage that will go on for the community that will enable them to come, think of it almost like a, not a one-stop shop, but a one, what's the word I'm trying to find, David? One where the people just arrive and they and then they're held from that moment. They don't have to kind of... Battle the way through. And I think yeah. that's that's the thing that goes wrong for lots of people is that they start to try and battle their way through, and then they lose momentum, and then they get lost in the system. Mm-hmm. And what we're trying to do with the locality partners is to prevent that loss. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some people who are very good at battling for themselves, but what we want to do is have the same outcome for everybody.
0: Some of the language is no wrong front door. Yeah. But uh, a, a mutual recognition that there are eight thousand people mm-hmm. working for this one hundred and thirty thousand yeah. population and. Yeah. No one person has a one condition and one problem with one solution no
1: it's about looking at the whole about holistic care Mm. this for me is the first time and i've been a gp now since uh well quite a long time since 1997 i should say um so i've been a gp for a long time this is the first time where it feels all joined up Mm -hmm. it feels like we can look at all aspects of holistic care and that there is a place where it can be held and there is a place where we can develop pathways that are going to hold people And that's going to come through the locality partnership, I think.
0: And the refreshing bit is we're not restructuring the organisations for the thought that that will deliver that outcome, which is hard for individuals involved sometimes Mm. because it doesn't feel different. They're still working in the same organisation to the same line manager to the same people that are presenting. But how, how we make that join up is probably the right way to do it.
1: Joining people up Um, that is really going to be the push and that's where the role of the chair really stands is getting people to talk to each other getting people to trust each other
0: Thank you for taking your time out of your busy clinic A
1: pleasure I'd like to say
0: We're going to try and start a bit of a fun way of ending each of these podcasts which is to ask uh, how the individual concerned can pass the pod I've stolen this from Peter Crouch's podcast (laughs) uh, with a view that the only the word of mouth and this is yeah. the best way to share information such as we're trying to impart. So, Doctor Pepper, I'm going to ask you how you're going to pass this podcast.
1: So, I was given prior warning of this conversation, and I uh, we had a an interesting conversation over the dinner table at home with my children, where um, one of them came up with the idea of putting a banner behind an aeroplane flying that across Woodspring. Although I thought that was a slightly bit expensive. My 15-year-old definitely went down the social media, Mummy, you need to do a TikTok dance to try and promote this, Um, all of which I've declined. (laughs) And I think that probably we can agree that the best way of promoting these is by word of mouth. And that's why we make podcasts.
0: Absolutely. Well, uh, thank you. And, uh, yeah, many more to follow. So thanks very
1: much. Thank you very much, David. It was a pleasure.
0: Thank you for listening to the first North Somerset Locality Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the content and now know a little bit more about partnership working. In our next episode, we meet Shane Devlin, the Chief Executive of the Integrated Care Board, who leads the NHS for the system and has a very fixed view on how locality partnerships are a firm part of improving care and well-being for the residents of North Somerset. We'll also be meeting in an upcoming episode Fiona Cope, Chief Executive of Citizens Advice, where we'll get a really different perspective on partnership, place, community assets and the cost of living crisis. If you do like what you've heard and you want to know more, please do visit our website, details in the show notes. And if you want to go further, we'd like to offer you the opportunity to partake in Changing Lanes. It's a networking program for staff working across our organization supporting people here in North Somerset where you'll have an opportunity to be connected with somebody working somewhere else within the health and well-being agenda most often you won't know who these people are or what they do and it's a great opportunity to broaden your understanding of who else is out there what they're doing what gets them out of bed in the morning and why they're of interest to you in your day job. I think through these honest and personal insights of joining people up across organisations, we can build relationships to break down some of the barriers that previous silo structures have caused us to work in. If this is something that interests you, please have a look in the show notes and go to our website where you can register your interest. You'll be placed with somebody each month for the next coming six months, allowing you to have six new contacts, six new relationships.